0: it was like Hansen when Hansen played never got his kit dirty it was like they come off covered in blood and snot and he'd just walk off and basically give his kit to the kit man said he won't need to watch that this week <laughs> OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app
1: well 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 what a difference a week makes it's episode 17 of the football pod and Kerry have been knocked out of the championship Tyrone have done it again they're into the All-Ireland final and they're playing Mayo Paddy I'm going to start with Andy one more time this week how does it feel to be favourites for the All-Ireland than a Mayo.
0: (laughs) I'm not not sure it's happened in my lifetime Uh, maybe 12 13 we were there they're both maybe favourites but I think I've often said I've often said that the one I always feel that got away was 2012 against, against Donegal not because we were any better or any worse than Donegal it's because both teams came into it with the same... Like, Johnny Ball at that time was 92 to 2012. We've obviously 70 years built up now since we won one. But both teams are on the even keel. And we said, actually, before last week's semi-final, there was very few All-Irland medals floating around. So, mm. this is... And Tyrone sniffed that, and we all sniffed that, and it, it's always better.
1: He's Paddy, he was way more excited five minutes ago, wasn't he? I oh,
2: know, yeah. He's, he's going back into his shell there when we got alive. Um, no, I was just saying... It's incredible, like everyone, every single person was looking at, at Dublin, Kerry, all are the final from day one of this season. You'd have got some odds and it'd be a Mayo against Tyrone, But the two semi-final performances, look, they had it, both games, had everything going to extra time, go down to the wire, and, and Saturday was just a brilliant game. And we weren't sure what Tyrone were going to bring, what shape they were going to be in, what impact COVID was going to have. We weren't sure about Kerry having not played a game in five weeks and, and strolled through the through the Munster Championship, um, but it was a phenomenal, phenomenal performance by Tyrone and well worth the victory. Same as Mayo the, the week before against them, two fully deserved winners. Um, and it's got a tight one to call. Are Mayo favourites? Are Mayo? favourites? I
1: think, I think it was one book. He's Done a boy was tweeting earlier on that it was something crazy. They got it so wrong with the Kerry Tyrone thing that he couldn't believe the yeah. odds. I think it was eleven to eight Mayo were on, but it should be much closer to evens. Andy,
0: at the start of last week, Tyrone were fifteen to one to win the All Ireland. Before, ah. they were twelve to one, and now they're they're in Who's making these
1: calls? Who's making these calls? You know, I mean, anyways, Andy, someone, at what someone stage?
0: So someone is getting. Uh, He's getting sacked in Paddy Bower, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. At what stage did you realise, right, Tyrone are here?
0: I think it was fairly evident. I, I, I genuinely thought at half-time, I thought Kerry had enough. I thought uh, between Tyrone's first goal, McKenna's first goal, and half-time, I thought Tyrone looked a bit on the ropes, uh, a tiny bit, Um came out, obviously we've talked about uh, kicking it into the, the the whole canal end, the da- da- Davinstand end, there's huge advantage there, and I just thought Kerry would have enough pushing through, but they could never kill it, even at, when Sean O'Shea runs through there, when Clifford goes down with the first cramp, a clinical pass there, kills off Tyrone, they don't get it, Tyrone's straight up the pitch getting a goal, and I think Tyrone's, and myself and Paddy will go into it now, the, ne- the next few minutes, Tyrone's tactics were so good lads it literally can't be underestimated how good their, how much of a chance their tactics give them and that's what tactics and coaching and good management is about it's about giving your team the best opportunity to be in with a chance win and come down the stretch and that's what Dua and Logan did and it's um, yeah I just thought it was amazing I actually re-watched the, uh, the Sky uh, covers there this morning and uh, Canavan looked like a man that wanted to play. He was, he was, <laughs> he was ready. It was so funny because I'd watch John Caffner and Pat Moran and the boys going on, and and Donnie obviously in the studio and Sky, and they were all excited. But Canavan was ready. Like, and he had this little pink shirt on, and he was ready. For yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But like, it was so funny. You see the passion of a, a past player, probably the greatest they ever had, and the son playing. He was ready he was like te- he was nearly trying to tell Dewar and Logan because obviously he was doing it with, with the 21s a couple of years ago. Tell Morgan to stop kicking the ball long. tell him to play it short. He was nearly, you know, I'd say he was on the phone to them in the studio at the time.
1: Paddy, <laughs> before we get into the tactics, why couldn't it click for Kerry? Did, they, did something go wrong in their heads this week? Did they throw it under their skins a wee bit? Because it just didn't feel right. It didn't look like the Kerry that we'd
2: seen all year long. No, that, that, look, that's a credit to Tyrone, but Throne didn't allow Kerry to get into that rhythm. And, and I was very similar to Andy. I thought, even though, look, Throne were a point up at time, That third quarter, Kerry outscored Tyrone five points to two. And, and it was just what we expected. So Kerry are, are going to click into gear. We're waiting for it, we're waiting for it, we're waiting, for it we're waiting for it. Clifford was having an absolute sensational game. But no one else in their Kerry forward line really was. Um and, and, and that's, Andy's at the name of the head. That's the whole point of your tactics. That's what's wrong. I, I said last week, I expected them to park the bus to try and frustrate Kerry. They didn't do that. It was an incredibly brave setup by Logan do her, But that, those tactics won them the game. They did not allow Kerry to get that kick passing game, done. They didn't allow Potty Clifford to have the influence of Darren Moynihan and these guys, who we rightly praised through the National League and, and in the Munster Championship. But Tyrone simply did not let them put their stamp on the game. And that was down to their tactics. It was down to the athleticism of Tyrone. We touched on their conditioning 90 minutes on the clock. And the, sorry, there was nine minutes of extra time. So you're barely playing 100 minutes. And those boys were still going flat to the mat. So th- their, their setup, their matchups, their tactics didn't allow Kerry to play that game. And that's that's a disappointment for Kerry. I feel like they were out-toughed Mm. on the sideline um, and, and to not expect that and like they, they were caught but, but like I said Theron just fully fully deserved it um, in, in the end so
0: But Tommy if I was going to ask you what didn't click for Kerry?
2: So, like,
1: it, f- it, it felt like their front six didn't click
0: They scored 22 Andy. points right? Uh, 15 Clipper, from two Clifford uh, Clifford goes off after um, after the 70 minutes Hmm or Paulie Clifford gets two, the boys get 15 or 16 between them. So that's 18 or 19 points or 17 or 18 points from your from your three forwards. That's not bad. Like. Sure, so yeah. what did was, how did Tyrone try to take them out? And Tyrone identified, and even Sean Kaplan has said it about Gooch and Declan Sullivan at halftime. He goes, sometimes we just accepted that Gooch was going to score three or four or five points. And he said, we, we played with it. So if they accepted, right, Roland, your job is to mark Clifford and it's to keep him as quiet as you can possible. I think Hamsey Beck, Sean O'Shea, if I'm being honest. I don't really? uh, But, like, your job is to keep him as quiet as you can. Do as best you can with him. Frank Burns, get in and help him as much as he can. And then away we go. Your man is an outstanding player. Clifford is just different, small salt in it, right? And so, so they let him do that. But over the course of the game, they, they, uh, Kerry had two ways to attack all year. And their two ways to attack it was get the ball to Clifford and O'Shea and Putty Clifford and the boys but their running game was their second most important way. They'd scored 114 from their defensive midfield coming into the game. And all their assists, Paddy identified Gavin White coming off the line, jinking against Tim, in and off to David Clifford, top corner. In the course of the six, 70 minutes in the first game, did one assist and no score. Or one score and one assist. Paul Murphy got an assist uh, for Paddy Clifford, and Tom O'Sullivan got the rebound when, Clifford, when David I'm Clifford went down injured. Okay, so... That's huge. So they went McGeary. Paddy's been talking about transition. McGeary, um, Sludden, Miner. Miner. Absolutely outstanding performances. And what they did was, yes, Clifford is going to score. Yes, Sean O'Shea is going to score. But we are going to stop this run again. And how many times did we see Kerry driving through the middle? And people think that's, oh, that's stupid football. And in a way it is. But like... That's what they've been doing all year. Sean O'Shea for his first four points against Clare ran around Clare fellas and kicked it over the bear. But the Tyrone fellas were ready. Frank Byrne sat right in the middle and they just turned them over. And there was a key one right in the just before half time. They just ran everything. So they're, they're like so they ran, lost, ran, lost their eighteenth attack, ran the ball, lost it, nineteenth attack, ran the ball, lost it, twentieth attack, ran the ball, lost it, twenty first, ran and kicked it and lost it. Long kick, Clifford scores, but then they run and lose again, run and lose again. And that was about, out of eight attacks, they got one return on it. And that's that second quarter, just before halftime, when I thought, viewing it first time, Tyrone were on their knees. But it was nearly like Ali against Foreman, when Foreman was punching and punching and punching, and he was tiring himself out. And Tyrone just kept themselves in the game, kept themselves in the game. And when the legs were there, that's to be had, there was only one team that had them.
1: So, let's, let's stick with that for a second, right? surely Kerry can recognise that going in at half-time. The, the, the stats that you just picked out there, because like, you could see it. I, I didn't know it was that amount, but you could see the running game wasn't working. Why didn't Kerry change it?
0: Who did they have to kick the ball? Who kicks the ball from?
1: Potty Clifford is the main man, isn't he? Who,
0: who kicks the ball? They've, they've identified onto him. Who, who's the other kicker? David Moore, who was sitting on the 45, protected. None of the rest of them are kickers. Darren Moynan is a bad kicker, but as soon as he kicks that ball over the sideline... You nearly see him apologise. He's two assists in the first half on a nine out of nine points, and they take him off at half time.
1: They whipped him off,
0: yeah. He's a free one, and he's an assist for 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 a Clifford score. And I'm just thinking, who else kicks the ball? So Gavin would you wants to run every ball? Tom Sullivan wants to run every ball. Murphy's a good kicker, to be fair. Yeah. The ball. So when you have no kicker on the pitch, then it becomes a struggle. And then in the heat of the battle, you need someone to step back, take control of the game. That's tough to do.
2: But, but, but I think, Andy, that, that's the... Throne identified that. That's what we're talking about. The, the preparation that they, they had. We knew they would have a game plan coming into this game. The, the, the three, four weeks, the extra weeks to prepare for this. And, and, and the thing I would challenge Kerry on is Throne identified this, this game plan. This is what Kerry... Like I say, this is their A game. Their, their kick passes on the ball. So let's take them out. Let's get Conor up to Mark Potty-Clifford. And... Just be all open. And if you look if the, the, the high-camera footage um, on Sky, you're looking at it. Tyrone are literally man-to-man all over the pitch. They are. They do not give space for Kerry to breathe. And if there's times where Kerry is soloing on the ball and there's a Tyrone fella and he's just looking straight at his man, he doesn't care what's happening with the ball. He is tagging his individual man. And that was the... That's a very, very brave way to play again. How How difficult is that,
1: Paddy? Because, you oh, know, we might have expected
2: 40. them. Even last week,
1: we were thinking maybe they'd sit back.
2: I, I didn't think they'd play that way. I thought they would bring everyone back and try and put 13 or 14 guys inside the 45 and frustrate carry that way. That's one way to frustrate them. And it's easier to do that. The style play they have, where they're tagging individual players all over the pitch, is incredibly difficult to do because one... You need serious athleticism and physicality to do it. And the second thing, it's so high risk because if one player switches off and it's usually a corner forward or it's, or it's one of the forwards, that's the overlap gone. And that's Kerry Constreet's team forward. We used to do it with Dublin when we played Mayo. We used to play that way. And it was so, it was so challenging because you knew it was an individual battle. You have to tag your man. And you have to trust that every other one of your teammates is going to do it. Because like I say, it's so high risk. If someone switches off or a, dives in for a tackle, and now a forwards tackle, it creates the overlap. And there's Gavin White, and there's Paul Murphy, and there's now there's someone has time to kick the ball into Clifford and the Shea and these guys. Whereas Tyrone were so, so, so diligent in that style of play. And like I say, it takes balls to set up that one. And, and that was that was an unbelievably impressive And then you gotta rely on your matchups to be right. And that's that's why. Jeez. Ron identified that
1: they it's nailed Liger. their matchups.
2: Oh, it was brilliant! It was like I agree. I thought Hampsey, Hampsey got the better challenge. Yeah, I feel Clifford. Like Ron I'm actually thinking actually might have had the worst game. Gets up and kicks a the point himself. Yeah. Clifford still scores eight points. you know what I mean? That's that's the challenge there. But I, I thought Ron were a smarter team in how they went about it. They're more street smart. Like I said, we touched them. They played twenty minutes in the second half. With 14 men and they just slowed the game completely down. There's injuries, and guys are going down. Yeah, they were yeah. just seeing the bits sharper and smarter all over pitch, and that's the credit you have to give to uh, to, to the two
1: boys. They rightfully pointed out in the Sunday game, or whoever the stats person was that got to clock it up, that it was only 12 out of 20 minutes or 13 out of 20 minutes that the Toronto lads were off the pitch. So, might come back to that again. I want one of you to explain to me about how Hampsie got the better of Sean O'Shea because when you look at it in paper. You know, eight points. I know a lot of them are freeze weren't bad. But I want to know how Hampsey got the better of them. For me, Connor Myler was probably my man of the match. I know McGeary got a savage amount of possessions. But Myler's job that he did on Paddy Clifford was just exemplary. He was the player we were talking about coming into this. Andy, when Paddy's talking there about how brave Tyrone were, and I, I have a feeling you were talking about Tyrone possibly setting up like this last week. Were you surprised that they conceded the kick it so, so easily? Or was that part of the tactic to allow Kerry to get the ball, shorten their own 21 and to make them run at them from deep?
0: Well, I don't think ever, like you can say, it was absolute tactic that Kerry would run themselves out. I, I don't think that's it. But they identified that Kerry don't kick the ball that often. And every kick that Kerry do is a 20, 30-yard kick. So do you know them crossfield ones that Morgan were hitting? Them yeah. the ball? Like Kerry didn't have one of them. You have the best forward in the country at this minute. And you don't give him in one 50 or one where he can fight for it. I, I thought it was quite strange. But I wasn't one, one bit surprised that uh, uh, they gave up the kick-out because for the exact reason Paddy just said there, if Gavin White does beat McGeary at any one stage, you do need a tiny bit of cover on, on the weak side. So there was a, there was a lot. And Mike O'Neill was kind of yeah. all the time to, try to fill in, not getting on a lot of ball. But you can see now why he's in that team because... Wow, the work him and McKenna did was just yeah. unbelievable. But we played Kerry in Killarney in two thousand and nineteen. We got a school. We got an absolute schooling. And I remember James Warmer sitting in the in the in the in the hotel before the game, night before the game, and he just said, lads. They've identified our full forward line. I wasn't playing. I was on the bench. They've, and they're just going to run us up the field. So it was fully tight, Morley Tom Sullivan. I come on after 55 minutes. Game's finished. I come on after 55 minutes. Tom Sullivan is cramping at 55 minutes. He has ran that much that he is cramping. So they have basically identified a way of playing that we are going to run teams off the pitch. And Tyrone will go... As they're going to try to run us off the pitch. So let them try. So Gavin White is going. Breen is going. And all of a sudden, you can see Hampsey at times leaving Sean O'Shea and just sitting into that middle channel so that they don't get a goal. Just literally leaving one of the best footballers in the country and sitting into the central channel to cut off that break. And then bang, bang, bang. And Paddy Andrews has said it since day one, and it stuck with me since day one on this podcast. They are transition footballers. Like you, basically put it through the transition, and you look at uh, um, Tyrone scores first score uh, point from Morgan was mm. one play free from a turnover. The block on Sean O'Shea, block on Stephen O'Brien. So first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, uh, all transition scores from back to front. Yeah. The next score then was from Morgan from a monster kick out. And then their next score then was from the throwing. But then it starts then again, transition, 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 transition. Every score. And the one that really stands out is McKenna's third goal. Paulie Clifford comes in off the line. He's running into Channel 2, where mm. since me and Paddy started playing, and you played against Sarah Tyrone, you do not carry that ball into that D. What your, did you
1: call it? Channel 2? Channel
0: Central Channel, whatever you call it. Everyone would have a different it. But into that D. You do not carry the ball in there because if you carry that ball in there, if you're not getting a score, yeah. you're getting smashed. Bang, he gets smashed. Frank Byrne smashing him. McGeary wins the ball. Gone up the field. McGeary ends up getting the shot at the end of it. Uh, Jack Barry tries to do a kung fu kick at the end line. Comes out to McKenna, mm-hmm. who was beside McGeary when the ball is turned over and he runs 80 yards and bang, buries the ball in the back of the net and with that, the game is over. And it's just, Joe, you know, it, like they had planned for this. yes, Kerry still had the chances to win it and it was a rope game but for Tyrone to have a chance they needed a really strong plan and they came with it and Kerry never reacted.
1: Have, have I been sleeping on the fact that Kerry don't have that many kickers? Because growing up you would have been told look at the way that Kerry, you know, the bounce pass that Kerry perfected, that you would have seen Gooch's team in the in the noughties using and Dr Croak's up to 2014, the bounce pass in the chest. They would have been looking at Cross McLean as a kick-passing team. They would have, coaches have always spoken about these teams growing up. But did Kerry not have that many kickers anymore?
0: Before Paddy comes in, because I, I know he's got, he's got something on that, but they have ruined that on everyone. You can't kick the ball against Dublin because if you kick the bloody thing to them, you don't get the ball back for three minutes. Do you know what I mean? So the, the reason they like to Kerry Mayo and these guys don't kick much ball into their forward line anymore against Dublin because if you actually give them the ball the Dublin lands Johnny Cooper's this world and uh, Merchant and all these guys are so good at holding on to the ball that if you give it to them you're in trouble so if you kick in yeah. it it has to be 70 if you're kicking it against Dublin so Kerry again we need to run hold on to the ball go through the channels and see how we get on so that, that's the reason I don't th- that's the reason I think they pick more of a running game now than we're kicking game sorry Ben.
1: That makes sense. Like the Kerry team then, sorry, but the Kerry team has been built to take down Dublin, I suppose, over the last three years. That's what Peter Keane's been building. <laughs> you
0: have to. Yeah, to like, and, uh, look at it, that's what you were going to have to take down. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Poor Peter
0: Keane.
2: He's been off again, I suppose, yeah. before, before getting to that hurdle as well. Like, but I'd think you're right traditionally carrying on a kick-passing game. Let's be fair, in the Munster Championship, when they're allowed to do it, and that's what the monster championship was. They steamrolled their opposition. They, they can do it, but but that that's the beauty of what Tyrone did, and that, that's the the structure, the setup they had. Mike and O'Neill coming back, Frank Byrd's back there. Like say, Hampsey detailed to take out Sean O'Shea. And if you look at the other big players from Kerry, like we talk with this, you always know, traditionally a Kerry forward Like mm-hmm. Gainey was on the fringes of that game. Stephen O'Brien. He, he wins three score before freeze. but but again he's on the fringes. Obviously, he has the arrow at the goal, which was a big moment if they get that goal and he's standing in the square. Yeah. But Kerry's big, like David Moore as well, they were on the fringes of the game. Barr, I look, I thought Thomas Sullivan had a brilliant game. On oh, he was superb, he was absolutely particularly in the first half. Clifford was outstanding, but but the rest, it was they couldn't really put their imprint on the game and that's because of the matches and that's because of the intensity of that Theron would bring, him, bring him to the play. Like Gainey, he only scores a point the next time. He's three misses. Has, has, Gainey,
1: has Paul Gainey not been on the fringes all year long? Have we not been looking at Gainey and saying, oh, he'll come good or they're using him in this, this role here? Like, Gainey was being used essentially to supplement Clifford and O'Shea the full forward line all year long.
2: Oh, I, I know and, and that's like, I thought he, he was a bit better in the Buster final obviously against Cork. Mm. But, this was Tyrone's, or this was Kerry's first big test for, for all of these guys. And, and you have to look at it as well. They are a relatively inexperienced team. Like they, they're relying hugely on Clifford and O'Shea for scores, who are both exceptional players, but they're young guys. And you could see absolute panic from Kerry, particularly when I got the extra time and you know, tweeted about this. When that game started to get more and more chaotic, that just suits Tyrone. Mm-hmm. that the their runners you know Kerry are very similar in a way to Dublin that they want structure and they want to control the game they want to keep the ball and manage it that way whereas Mayo and Tyrone because of their athleticism because of their runners be want mayhem they want spaces to run so, into. And it's, <laughs> you, chaos you, you meeting you, it's, chaos in the All-Ireland Final. Yeah, it, and that's, it, it's it'll be runners from everywhere. The, the teams are going to cover, I'd say each player is going to do about 15k each, but, but you can see in extra time, Kerry were just totally panicked. They had no focal point without Clifford. And you're looking there going, how are they so reliant still on, on, on one player? They have Tommy Walsh, Adrian Spillane, Killian Spillane, the guys coming in off the bench that we've been praising for making impact in the previous game. They just didn't get that kick. And and everything there was just, you could see that's the challenge. There wasn't really a focus. There wasn't a game plan there. And as Tyrone turned them over an extra time, it was, it it just mayhem. Let Theron go 1-2 to no score up. And and you're thinking they're going to steamroll them. And and just Mm -hmm. that momentum, very similar to the first half of extra time the week before with Mayo, where they just got a turn on them. The space is opened up and that suits Tyrone. That doesn't suit Kerry and that's, I suppose, the genius of their game plan, but also, like I say, their contrast Kerry's key players being on the fringes of the game, where you look at Tyrone, Maddie Donnelly, Peter Hart, McGeary, Moyler. Massive, massive, massive influence on the game. Um, and uh, Conor McKenna was actually quite close quiet, but he comes up with... He had
1: his, his moments. He had his moments. Two go- had his moments. For two you know. Yeah. You're listening to episode 17 of the Football Pod of Paddy and Andy. To all of our loyal listeners who've been with us through every hour of the Championship so far, thank you very much for tuning in. And for all our new subscribers and listeners, fair play. Welcome along to the party. Um, if you're listening on a Tuesday, you've got us on the OTP Sports app. On a Wednesday, we're available everywhere else. And on a Thursday, you can watch us on YouTube. Andy, could I, can I ask you about... Whether this game was won on the line beforehand, did Peter King's decision to potentially leave Jeremy O'Connor on the bench, start Jack Barry, who hadn't had a huge amount of minutes so far this year, bring in Darren Moynihan. To me, it looked like the Moynihan move at the start was a positive one. I didn't overly think about the Barry, Jeremy O'Connor one, but did you feel like Kerry possibly started the wrong team without thinking enough of Tyrone?
0: I think, uh, firstly, just Thomas Sullivan, I think he'd probably get one of the best performances I've seen in the first half of football mm. in a long time. Like he's nearly kept a, a guy that's a shoe in for an all-star and he, he basically kept him to three possessions, turned him over in two. He bullied him. Yeah, I was outstanding. But now the boy stuck with McCurry, and he he got a black card and still kicked two massive points. So it shows the faith they've in him. And as a forward, when you have that faith from the from the gaffer, it just it makes uh, you. But
2: but isn't that a big thing, Andy, in in terms of of what McCurry's done? That's the confidence that he feels he has from the coaches. Because look, there's no two ways about it. That first half, I don't think he touches the ball in the first quarter at all two kick passes go in in the second quarter and he loses them. Yeah. (laughs) And then he he has one positive possession the whole first half. And if if you're taking Darren McCurry of a couple of years ago or Mickey Hart's on the line, he's getting whipped off. There's no two ways about it. Mark Bradley, Jonan O'Neill, Darryl Canavan, they're all on the bench. Colin McShane is there. And and to be fair, that is the confidence the coaches have in him. And you know that that as a player. When you feel you have the, the coaches have your back. And you're right, even though he's sort really of stuck at it and he ends up kicking two big points for play towards the end. But, but that's, that's a year in the making. That's all his form in the National League and being trusted to go and do the job for him. Because, uh, like he was, he was being absolutely eaten alive in the first half. But it was serious balls from, from him. But that's the beauty of having a coach that backs you that mm. he, he could still produce the goods. And praise for it, he have the mentality because easily that game was not going for him. could get frustrated. But he's the man who pops up with big scores when he
0: needs it. Missed the first one, Patty, from play. Missed the first one, kicks it wide, and then has an identical shot straight after it from mm. for his first point from play and nails it. Like it, it was it was great mentality from him. But to answer your question, Tommy, wasn't one on the line. I, I just said a, a bad chill up my spine there. I go into coach or management next year and Paddy Andrews is here. Absolutely nailed. <laughs> nailed <it. Same. laughs> it on the football man. Um no I I think, uh, in hindsight, okay, you would look back and say, should they have held him more for 20 minutes at the end of the game? And, like, you've seen the legs Adrian and man had when he came on. Absolutely unbelievable, his running power. Um, and could you have held him? But they're all hindsight uh, mm-hmm. bits and pieces in it. The truth about it is, if Kerry took their chances, they'd win the game. And that, that's it. If Sean O'Shea makes a cleaner handball to uh, Clifford, Clifford, even if he takes the point at that stage, you could argue they'll probably see out the game.
1: What do you mean? If Clifford doesn't get injured in the collision?
0: Um, yeah. Do you know, there, there, there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, no, Thomas Sullivan kicks the point, but the, the, the momentum shift in that lads is huge. Cody Clifford's a hand, a hand pass to, for a point in the last minute. If he takes it, probably win the game so there's lots of moments there where Peter Keane is looking to the, he's looking back on the tapes tonight and he's thinking Joe I didn't do like we didn't do much wrong there we put the guys in the position to win the game Tommy Walsh has a tackle attempt on Matty Donnelly for McShane's goal lines. like Peter Keane can't control that if I'm being honest he can't and he, ha- Tommy Walsh has to do better in that situation literally has to do it he doesn't Bang, even you take a foul, you do something, but you don't let Manny Donnelly after what? After 69 minutes of, of Gaelic football on a fresh guy. Tommy Walsh does not win for a hit there, he has to tackle on hit. So there's huge things there where Peter Keane is saying, geez, we did a lot right, and if we took our chance, we win the game. There is, we- on the flip side of that, her Logan absolutely nailed it Lats. I was looking at it the, the Peter Donnelly obviously I'm biased in saying it because he's a mate of mine but unbelievably unbelievable physical condition the on boys we have to say that and they have them players anyway again what Paddy said with the transition players them guys love to run up and down they love to do it so he's got an easy job in that
1: it was the first thing they did was make sure they had Donnelly
0: yes yeah yeah. but he was with them with the 21s as well so like they, they history and he won as he like you know his pockets are full of all early medals too mm. so like, they, they know him from years by he won minors twenty ones, seniors with, with the lads okay but then there's Joe McMahon on the side like Joe was an exceptionally smart footballer to the point where he was probably in 08 going to win an all-star 12 and for the final to put him back on Donnie or Tommy Walsh remember Justin and Joe yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah
0: and probably pegged away as all-star but picked up his third little bit of silver in his pocket happy yeah happy out with it but for a player to be able to Paddy will tell you in the same season to go from number 12 to number 3 it's just your mentality has to be different so they have all these guys around the place they made huge decisions I didn't think they were going to win I I genuinely I I have to say I didn't think they were going to win but we were laughing here last week they're going to come with a plan and Mm -hmm. by God did they come with a plan that's and. Jeez, they gave the team some chance to win that game. Now, the players still had to go and execute. McKenna still needed to be in the right place to get the two, two goals, but they executed the plan to the, to the letter and, and fair play to them. And um, what I'm asking you guys to do now is not to give them a reason to get their backs against the wall again, because uh, <laughs> well, let's just praise them for the next two weeks. Leave it the another, another can't be asking <laughs> us that, Andy.
1: You can't be asking <laughs> us that. We're going to stay neutral here. And listen, Andy, or Paddy, Andy's been getting a lot of credit in the last couple of weeks for getting a couple of calls. Right, you've had a tough time since the Dublin game. Your predictions have been a little <laughs> off. Yes. We, we have to give it to Paddy. Tyrone were Paddy's team at the start of the, this podcast. Didn't you pick out Tyrone, or was it Andy you picked out Tyrone? If I remember that wrong. Weren't you really... I've got, I, I'm going to
0: claim that, yeah. <laughs> uh, or was it, you, I, 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 was it you, I
2: don't think that's right, but I'm going to claim Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Rather, probably Andy, though. Yeah. Andy, but,
0: uh, was it you who picked out Tyrone at the start of the podcast? I did for Ulster. I didn't for the All-Ireland
2: final, if I'm being okay. honest. No, guy. it's it actually... Because I, I definitely... I remember that. I tipped only he <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've, I've, I've had an absolute howler. It was all going so well.
1: Um, the subs for Tyrone, Paddy. Like, like, McShane comes in, right? And one of the first things that happened to him is he, he takes off and Jason Foley dispossesses him. Um, that's a couple of minutes in after he comes on. But the impact that man has, the presence that he brought when he came on. In fairness, that, Derek Canavan should have bloody buried that goal and maybe yes. <laughs> you know, yes. he should have buried that goal yeah. but he was buzzing around and he created danger any time he got near it as well. Tierney McCann obviously made a big influence. Kerry's bench was stacked but the mm. impact that throne Bench made and maybe again in hindsight because winners write the script but it seemed like they made a massive impact at their own bench.
2: Yeah, and that's when we've been praising them all through the championship, that, that, the squad, and that's been a running team for the teams that are, are successful in this championship. You need, with the intensity of the game's played, you need guys coming in off the bench. Mm. We've been praising Kerry, but they, they just did not have, have that influence that, that, that Peter Kane would have been looking at and, to be honest, I thought McShane was struggling. <laughs> he does he doesn't seem to be moving as freely uh, Didn't, as didn't he look it, did yeah. But like I say, that's the mentality again. He comes on, he, he gets the goal after the rebound off Canavan. and an extra time then he kicks those three points. Um, and, and the space has started to open up. Kerry kinda of lost their structure. I think it had that turn brilliant turnover, Matty Donnelly wins, puts his body on the line mm. and and they break and McShane taps it over. But it, it, it is easy in hindsight saying that Tyrone's bench, they did everything right. Kerry's bench, you know, like I said, Tommy wants a couple of plays, and obviously the, the one at the end where he's probably forcing that shot as well. They just didn't get that impact. But again, that's because Peron, just didn't allow them didn't allow them to do it. And Andy, you'll notice when you're coming into a game like that, at that intensity, you're coming in off the bench. Like it, it, it's very hard to hit the ground running. Like that, the, the, the hits going in in that game, just the speed of play it can be very difficult to get up to speed straight away and that's sort why I of just think Kerry struggled with that across the board um, in that regard so it's going to be interesting for the final as well when you're looking at the impact the Mayo bench had the last day the impact yeah. the bench had it's going to play a massive massive role in the final again because like I say these are two teams that put sprint flat out yeah. for 75 70, 80 minutes as well um, but but that was ultimately, I, I think that was a key factor for them that Theron's guys, particularly like I say, McShane, once he settled into it, can kind of causing issues. And, yeah. and Kerry just didn't have the answers, didn't have the answers themselves.
1: Sorry, Andy, I forgot where I was going with the management question when I led Paddy down that, that route with the subs. It was Fergal Logan who, who, I'm fascinated to figure out how Logan and Doher are working together. And I know Donnelly has a big impact as well in terms of the SC and the, and the Gaelic football coaching. But... Logan afterwards sort of credited Doher for the in-game decisions that Brian essentially makes the calls on the line during the match. So whether that's Logan, who's kind of overseen it afterwards, I'm not fully sure of the makeup there, but it seems to really work. Uh, have you any insight, Andy, into how a joint management role can work? Because we've seen it in soccer, say, uh, you know, flop <laughs> uh, at certain levels. Yeah, can, no, can it work?
0: No, myself and Mike Solon are doing it for the club now at the minute, but it's like I'm playing um, so, Johnny Giles. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, he makes all the, the, the sideline decisions. But you'd have a lot of the decisions kind of made in your head. Like McShane would have been coming on. Like McShane came on when they were down to 14 minutes. McShane was coming on at 43, 44 minutes, mm. regardless of what happened. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it, it changes the focal point of their attack and the and way they go. But. It's just be you need to. It's 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 like everything. You just need to be so assured of your roles, so assured that listen, Brian. If there's something there that's happening, I'm sure he's in his ear and talking. Joe, you often seen Jim Gavin talking to someone. I'm sure he was talking to Declan Darcy when when they were on it. And like, yes, they're not called joint managers, but I'm sure there was a lot of influence coming from from what was being said as well. And you've seen him talking out to Joe McMahon in the stand, and you've seen these guys. So you'd see James Horn the next day. Kieran McDonnell will be behind him going down to the you know, giving them information and then joke so it's yes it's called a joint management but if you're absolutely clear on your roles um, I, I think it is but again that's, this all comes down to it will be successful if Tyrone wins all earned it the James Horn one will be successful if James Horn wins all earned it. that's the key diameter that's the thing and I think if I'm being honest first bit of fighting talk I think we all have the advantage on that because I see James Horn, and I've seen it coming into the semifinals, I thought the big advantage Milo had is that there's the best manager left in the, best manager left in the competition. I, I thought, they, like I, I think we said earlier on in the year, Desi would be something else if he went back-to-back on Ireland with the team kind of transitional through with all the boys leaving. Um, Peter Keane had huge pressure on him, and Brian Dewar and Logan are in their first year. I think Horn's experience gives Milo a huge advantage. In two weeks' time, huge advantages. It's fourth all Ireland. It's his seventh year in charge. He, he's them boys now for for certain at the time we played there last year. I think he's got a huge advantage moving in. It's hardly just experience. That's hardly the reason why you're just saying that, Andy.
1: Though it's it's not just experience because we cause Dürer and Logan, as we all as Paddy said earlier in the podcast, getting that win against Donegal, that big that first big win makes everyone buy in and believe. But you must be you must be in horn this fight talk for more than just the experience. What else is he bringing that's a little different on the sideline?
0: Ah, oh yeah, O'Horn is, is a really pragmatic fella. Like, it, like, he changes there against Galway at half time. Like, I would honestly say I think he got his matchups absolutely, totally wrong against Galway in the first half. Boom, he changes in the second half. The game changes with it. Uh, against Dublin, um, we were, like, too stuck on, on the D, making sure Dublin didn't score goals. We had no outlets at all. As soon as they changed that, his, his substitutions were good. The Aiden substitution, which I wouldn't have agreed with at the time, but obviously worked really well for him. Um, so I, I just think you, you get that through experience. I remember looking at Malik O'Rourke years ago, and he was with Monon, and a guy that I always kind of... moving into that kind of line. Like, he was, used to be with the schools teams. So, like, he's making in-game decisions... Every week, like I know, it's only a school's game, but you, the substitution, the, the role of a sub, with the movement of a player, the changing of a centre back, that's all practice and you know, study and knowing what you like within the players and knowing your system. And I think Horn is a huge advantage when it comes to that. Yes, Dewar and Logan and these guys and Desi and Pe- they're, they're no uh, like they're, they're, they're like they're they're really mm. intelligent football men, and obviously what Brian Hoover has done in the game stands to him massively. But it, when you're in that in-game decision, I, I just think James Horn has, has a bit of an advantage there. Paddy,
1: do you mind me asking how it works on the sideline with Jim Gavin? Because I, I can imagine Darcy and, and say, J.O. would have had a big influence on the training pitch, perhaps. But did, did they have a big role on the line in the middle of games as well? Or did Jim Gavin make his mind up and that was his decision? No,
2: they, they would have had a massive role as well, of course. They were, and hit the nail in the head. Like, that's... I mean, one of the key key things for any coach is you surround yourself with the white people as well, you know what I mean, and, and being able to trust them, because it is. It's, it's The games are so frantic, particularly if you're on the sideline, you want to have someone in the stand that you can say, and that's your your stats guys your analysts, whoever it is, you need to be able to trust their decisions. And, and, and Andy kind of touched on it there, not have an ego to, to get in the way. And, and that's, I love Fergal Logan's to chat after saying, I do this. If Brian Dewar sees something, I trust him. I surround myself with the right people that, yeah, go and make that call. And that's, like, I, I praise, I don't think James Horn gets enough praise for what he's done and like, to bring Mayo back to an All-Ireland final again and, like I say, whether they're favourites or not, it's got to be a very, very tight game. But, but the job he's done, that comes with experience and, like I say, surround yourself with the right people. So, so with Dublin, absolutely. De- Declan Darius and Jason Sherlock had massive runs. Talking, communicating with you, Gavin, like, listen, we, we need to make this change or this is what this team is doing. Like, that's, and to be fair, a lot of it is your preparation. You'd, have, you'd, have, you'd expect, you know, this is the, the opposition's game plan. That's, Dublin were very, very, very diligent in, in that regard that we were very rarely surprised on the pitch bar once against Dougie Golf in 2014 where we, we didn't have the answers, but, but generally we, we, we kind of knew what to expect. But in terms of the decision-making... Any successful coach needs to have the right people surrounding them. And you can see that James obviously has that with Kieran McDonnell and the Tyrone boys definitely have it. And that's the challenge. You're looking at what... And I know Peter Keaton is going to get a lot of stick and has probably gotten a lot of stick for, for last year, how they how failed, and, and then not coming up short again this year. And you're thinking, if you're being honest, I, I feel they were outsmarted in that game. And one of the, the key things for me is... If you're Peter Keane and you're Kerry, you have to expect that they're going to target Body Clifford, they're going to target Darwin, they're going to identify that. But on the flip side, surely Kerry are looking to go, well, we need to take out Conor Myler and Peter Hart. These are absolute. Kieran McGarry and Conor Moyler and Peter Hart. These are, these are key, key players in their transition. And McGarry gets over 40 possessions. And he's the, literally the run of Crow Parker. They're thinking, surely that's a key weapon for Tyrone. You need, to, you need to be taken out of the game. And it's like we're praising Kerry, for, or praising Theron for, for getting their matchups right. And you're looking at Kerry going, they allowed McGeary, Matty Donnelly, Peter Hart to dominate that game. You know, and that's, that's falling, I feel, with, with the coaches and getting your matchups and your preparation room. Um So that's a big challenge I'd have. For
0: I thought the McGeary-Gavin White tussle was amazing um, because Kerry obviously wanted Gavin White on the ball so then you, basically, he is the man they want on the ball come out of the backs but McGeary just was shepherding him down bringing him into space he didn't want to go into and then White like had to recover from these lung busting runs McGeary just chipped just kept chipping away yes he made some silly decisions on the ball but like he was involved heavily in <laughs> You he know, able to yeah. he did a Gary on one stage I think and ran after but he like he, like, he, he took
2: a shot then didn't he yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> he, had a, he had a couple of ropey shots now yeah but. But after, after about 25k Paddy I'd say he, he was entitled to a couple of open shots yeah. it's just, it, I thought he was amazing like even for the last score for McShane like an f- unbelievable kick out from Morgan yeah. hits McGeary on the sideline bang into McShane Foley is gone his legs are gone McShane tips it over the bear. Beautiful play. But the one thing I would say where I thought Kerry did get it wrong, Kerry have prided themselves on the press all year. Right? So they've prided themselves on getting the press high up the field, really squeezing in the kick out, and when you're lung busting yourself and you're not willing to kick the ball and you're not kicking the ball, taking shots from 45 yards out, you're not doing, you've no, it's too hard to get the press. You're wrecked then when you're getting the press. So what you have to do when you're trying to press the team is you bloody have to shoot. You have to shoot the ball. And what Kerry did, Kerry got 30 shots and Tyrone got 30 shots. For the press to work, you need to be getting 10 shots more than everybody else. You have to because if you're, if you're priding yourself and pressing the, the, the game with the pitch, you need to get the fellas into the position to get the press. But if you're trying to walk the ball in and you're, like every score is a hassle and it's either a bit of genius from uh, uh, Clifford or it's a long and run from someone coming through the middle, you can't do that for 70 minutes. You have to be willing to take a shot, bomb one into the hill, get yourself set up, Bang, let the keeper try to kick it out over you. And that's the key thing. And Kerry did have Tyrone under pressure with the kick-out. But they didn't make make Morgan kick the ball out enough. And by the time when Morgan had the long kicks done, Kerry were out on their feet. They were actually out on their feet. I actually think Morgan's long kick-out was another plan to absolutely bury Kerry because he used to kick it the Kerry boys used to try to overrun it, or the Tyrone boys used to try to overrun it. But Frank Burns used to never go out for the kick-out. He used to stand in at centre-half-back. So Kerry got no scores really out of the long kick-out. So Kerry used to run in with the press, bury it, and then have to run 50 yards back, lay it back again. Frank <laughs> right. Burns used to stand. And it wasn't really costing Tyrone really anything. Where, no,
2: know- and that's so interesting. because They were. like Morgan's bombing out these long kick-outs, and Kerry are cleaning up on the brakes. And you're thinking... If you look at it from Kerry's perspective, you can say Clifford has a superstar game as, as expected. They tie up Darren McCurry and, and Matty Donnelly to an extent. We dominate Morgan's kickings and Throne played 20 minutes the second half of 14 men, and we still won't win this game. Uh-huh. Like that is, it's incredible. And that's where they, they will be kicking themselves with it. Um, but but that, that was just, like I say, Tauron's plan just executed to an absolute T, and and, and uh, uh, as much challenge and, and maybe stick that the Kerry going to get for blowing it, you've got to hold your hands up and say Tyrone's performance—it was absolutely spectacular all over the pitch. The balls to go out and play that way, and then for the players to execute it—not just the, the athleticism and the, the intensity—they had to play at to do that. Then to hell and have the skill to go and do that and score whatever it was 3 three fourteen 14 or 3-15 as well so it was just it was a brilliant 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 display from, from Tyrone. and we've seen it in both the
0: semi-finals both oh, semi-finals yeah
2: yeah and it's that's why it's as much as everyone was hoping to see Dublin and Kerry and all our final and I'd love to there should be a third, third and fourth place playoff just so we can see Dublin play Kerry that was like the minor match Um but, but the all-round final, it's going to be so fascinating. It, it really is because they are two great stories from, from where Toronto and Mayo have come from, and like I say, they are mental. Those two teams, <laughs> their yeah. running game, their athleticism, and it's going to be brilliant to watch. Uh, J- just just, just before, go on, jump in there, Andy. Yeah,
0: just a bit of coaching, uh, coaching point. Right, when Clifford gets the ball in the first half, put into them, and he's going one on one. He's going down. He's trying to get a goal where he probably shouldn't shoot for goal.
2: Mm-hmm. yes Jesus, Frank like, Burns comes across
0: Ah, oh, Paddy it's not just Frank Burns bit of defending lads, is, mm-hmm. for any young kid if there's any coach or any young kid watching this watch the way Frank Burns plays the sweeper on their role he doesn't rush in they have Clifford stood to an inch of his life he, Clifford spots that it's Michael McKiernan he said right <laughs> McNamee is out of the town here I go for goal and Burns just waits he literally doesn't rush in like you see a sweeper doing that all the time rushes in and what happens is he takes out McCurlin with himself and Clifford steps around him and buries it into the bottom corner he just waits and he knows Clifford has to come out on the left leg and he never gives him the angle it was such a brilliant bit of defending such a brilliant bit of being that extra man in there
2: Michael O'Neill has a similar one in the second half with Sean O'Shea where Sean O'Shea sees Hampsey and he's like I'm going at this guy yeah and Michael O'Neill just comes. He knows exactly what he's going to do. This is the thing I'm talking about is preparation, knowing your opponents. He knows exactly what O'Shea is looking to do. And it's that, that's, that's just brilliant. That's game smart. That was the same with Frank Burns. He sees I know what Clifford's going to try and do here, just shepherd across there and cut off the angle. And Michael O'Neill does it brilliantly on Sean O'Shea in the second half. We looked. It looked famous. scripted, Paddy. It looked scripted, didn't it? That's intelligence. That, that's game plan. That's preparation. That's knowing he's going to, Clifford or Shea, they're going to back themselves in one-on-one situations. And we touched on it last week. It, it wasn't going to be a case of just going to uh, Hampsey or, or going to Ronald McMean. You deal with Clifford on your own. Mm. All, the, all the best with that they understood it was a collective effort that was going to get them over the line. there. Peter Hart has an amazing block. It reminded me of Conor Gordon's block of Stephen McDonald back in the 2003 all Ireland. of Wine where Peter Hart comes across onto Cillian Spillan. Spillane as well.
1: That wasn't really on as well, though. I know we're talking about Kerry Cairn kind of trying to force it. Like That but should but the, have been flicked over the bar, right?
2: This is what happens, Tommy. When, when you're coming on and the game's not going for you, when you're trying to make an impact, you start trying to force things. Cillian Spillane knows not really getting into the game here. It's not as free flowing as it was previously. You start, tr- your decision-making starts to go out the window a bit and you try and force things through. And, and that was another example I agree. I think you should just pop that over the bar.
0: He's one of those instinctive yeah. boys, Paddy, you were talking about last week in terms of the guys that go for goal. Remember the mm. one against again yeah. us in the 19th final? Like, yeah, he was out of the sideline, remember, and he cut in. and Yeah, yeah so it was interesting.
1: Yeah, there was a bit of ruthlessness like that in 2019. And maybe he was thinking, I've done it here before. I'm going to do it again. Maybe that was in the back of his head. Like, uh, Andy, you mentioned Sean O'Shea earlier on and how he did it against Clare and he was going to burst through boys. And this is how he's playing football this year. It felt like he was trying to force it all day long. Like, Sean O'Shea is is as highly regarded in many ways as David Clifford. and he there's been times where Sean O'Shea has stood up when Clifford hasn't. Did it just not click for O'Shea the last day, or did it, did it, was he just trying to force it a bit too much?
0: When you're marking a, an exception, you're marking the Tyrone captain here. You're marking a Nulnster champion captain who's been there for for years and has marked Michael Murphy and Conor McManus in the big games and done really well on both of them. And I don't think you're just going to... This is a learning curve, lads. This is a learning curve where Sean O'Shea has probably went away and he's seen the way he's been marked by Lee Keegan and all these guys. And he's came back and said, I need to change like it. I need to get bigger, stronger, faster. And then he marks Hamsey. Now, I thought, I genuinely thought after, I thought Hamsey would give it to him for 25 minutes. And I thought his running power would take him through it. But it didn't because they always had, I wouldn't call it a plus one, but it's a plus kind of a half one where Mm -hmm. there's always someone on the cover. And the only time he got away from that cover was when Tommy Walsh, created a collision, took two men out of it and he was straight through. That was the only time he got away from that cover. And he, he did well, like he did well, but I, I would say if it was a boxing mm-hmm. match on points, he'd give it to Hamsey. So he, You'd definitely give the the result. Yeah. So thought And never stop trying, lads. You have to give it to him. Never stop trying. But again, on third water break or second water break, you're looking down and Dave Moore is down getting rubbed. Uh, Sean Shea was down getting rubbed. There was someone else down getting rubbed. I was kind of was kinda like, lads this is happening and I think we said it here in the house we said, this reminds me of the OV Dublin here do you know it did like you could you could nearly smell it at, at the at the second water break probably still thought uh, Kerry should have enough to win it but Tyrone just kept clipping it It was amazing to see and Paddy's mentioned it but I wouldn't I wouldn't leave any very little fault in Sean O'Shea very little um. fault. like he's just you go out there you mark the top guys Joe, you need the guys around you to to give you a bit of help. I thought he probably played it wrong and he should have came around. Do you know who I was thinking about Clats? I was thinking about James Donahue. That's who I was thinking about. There's 65 minutes gone there. And I'm thinking, Tyrone, or Kerry needs someone here to stop bloody running and go around the corner and kick the point.
1: You read my mind because I had a question for you, Andy. Yeah, go on. Tommy Walsh taking on that shot in the last minute, right? We talked about Monaghan so many times this year and how they found their clutch players in the last minute when they needed it. And Tommy Walsh, like, like he probably should have... People are saying drop the shoulder and try and win the free. It's tough. You're, you're, the, the buzzer's on there. Where were Kerry's clutch players? Okay, Clifford's on the bench. He's injured. Maybe Sean O'Shea's been tied up. And the man that I had in my head as well was was young James O'Donoghue, who obviously had that incredible year in 2014 and it just hasn't really worked for him since.
0: Yeah, and he, like, like you're, you're talking 10, and that's probably where they use the subs wrong. If I've been honest, that's probably where I would say, it, like, I think even Sminan said it at halftime, he said, Michael Burns probably isn't the guy for this game and I was like, you're right, he's not. Like he's not a runner. Good Burns have started and brought on Dara, Dara Moinen but the big one for me lads is David Moore. He's such a good footballer. Like, he's such a good player and you're thinking about 20 minutes there when the game is played at his pace. Like, he could wreak havoc in a team. Like, I know, jeez, we're, we're all, myself and Paddy would say, we never want to be the 20-minute man. But at times, you're looking at Tyrone there and you're thinking, this guy's here. Let's put on Spinal here. Let him run after confidence, Patrick, and these guys. Let him just leg it around the place for 40, 45 minutes because he would do that. And let's bring on Moore for twenty, and let's see what he could do. And Moore didn't play badly, but it's just when they needed him, he wasn't there. He was gone. He was the still. game didn't. The game didn't suit him. Yeah, he, he, he still did well, like in terms of catching, kicking. But, but,
2: but isn't that? Isn't that? That's the, the point. What we're, we're making. All Kerry's best players, Bar, Clifford, were all, like I say, they were all on the fringes of the game. It, it wasn't that, like I say, it wasn't a disaster. with like Sean Shay wasn't. Like he played, he was fine. David Warren was fine but they didn't have, they didn't dominate the game. Yeah. They didn't dominate and Troll would allow them to do it on there. Tommy, Tommy Walsh comes on there and I know exactly in his head, he knows he's probably, he's been sloppy with his defending for, for, for McShane's first goal. He's struggling as well to get into the game and then like, he forces that shot at the end. Like, that's, that's a two out of ten shot when they needed and that's that's what he, he failed he needed to try and force something and put something over the bag which just wasn't the right option at, at that time Um he was never going to score and the race was run like, but that's that's the challenge for to coming in off the bench yeah. if it doesn't go well at the start then do they start forcing things like Gail's plan or, or like Killian plan and Tommy did at mm. the end there as well
1: Sorry I cut you off there when you were talking about James O'Donoghue it was just that it was in my head as well you oh, were yes. just you were just making the point that he, he was just somebody they were missing I suppose
0: it's just that little the the, the the little guy to come around the corner, the do you know, um, it's composure, Andy.
2: That that's it's just composure, getting the right man on the ball, and that's you could see it as the game became more and more frantic, that was not gonna suit Kerry. Yeah. Now, now to be fair, they still put a fist up an extra time and Tyrone go one, two, to go up an extra time and think they're gonna steamroll them here, and Kerry get back into it, Dermot Connor gets a point uh, and, and Sean Chalochet kicks a couple of freeze, but like a Dunhu there, just that little bit of class, that little bit of composure when everyone else is going yeah. frantic around you that he's going to get the ball 35 yards out in the loop, come off Tommy Walter's shoulder and he's going to kick the score. Yeah. And they, they just, they miss that. And it's so rare, for you're talking about Kerry and praising him so yeah. much this season that they were shooting the lights out and this free-flowing attacking game and it just like they they were not prepared. They, they like I hate it like a cliche, the intensity thrown brought, they didn't allow Kerry to play that style. Well, Frank
1: Burns set the tone and I think it, it's it's fair to say that one of the players who, who had been said that had been affected badly by COVID was Frank Burns. And he set the tone by fecking Jack Barry over the line at the start of the game. And it happened twice on that sideline by Peter King. Peter King went nuts twice on the sideline. The linesman mm-hmm. hadn't given them a line ball at one stage. And like... Yeah, it was just, it was just incredible. Uh, Patty, quick one for you. When Niall Morgan put that free over the bar just before half time, everyone was raving, saying it was the longest we'd ever seen. I was sure I'd seen Brian Sheehan score a free from some ridiculous length before as well. Have you ever seen a, a kick from that distance? In- Not that far. I,
2: I know Sheehan used to kick them. You could have he yeah. chipped them over from 50 55 yard. Morgan, he's in the halfway line. I was thinking, what is he going for this? One? Like this- yeah only the fact that it was injury time is going to be the last kick of the first half I think it right. it's kind of a kick to not to like, yeah. what a, what a score and that puts them they go in a point up at that stage uh, it was just a, a massive score but yeah, the last the 45 at the end the next I mean he misses that one you're thinking yeah. Jesus you kick it over from the halfway line uh, and miss the easier one the 45 but it was it was mm-hmm. a phenomenal kick I, I'd never seen someone from like a puck out I think
0: it's the first one I've seen in Croker uh, and yeah. There's a, an unbelievable McDonald kick in the in the North Four or five we were getting well trimmed at the time, and he kicks it out of his hands. And I thought it was, but that
1: outside kick, the left, outside the left, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah I, I remember like him. I don't know. How he kicked it, but like Morgan, Morgan kicks this, and it's just uh, it was just an incredible. I could, like I thought it was the da- daftest thing. And I thought, do you know what I thought was silly? Do you know the free? O'Sha- Sean O'Shea takes at fifty, like he's fifty-five out at the end of the game your leg's tired, that's, that's a tough kick. I remember saying it's mm. not the right option. Do you know, move that on quick, Joe, and try to get, uh, like I just thought, and I think, I think Tyrone will get a score out of that. So it was, um, yeah, it was. A, it, it, there was a few, but like, Morgan's kick was incredible.
1: We're nearly an hour into episode 17 of the Football Pod with Paddy and Andy. We're going to get to a couple of Instagram questions in a minute. There was about 80 sent in to at football pod underscore GA. Some we can read out, some we cannot. Um, there's two <laughs> players I want to chat about briefly before we move on from Tyrone Andy I'm going to start with you can you talk to me about what Conor Myler did to Paddy Clifford um, and, and not just to Clifford like his, his whole game the amount of discipline it took he was so good on the ball and I think Myler is one of these players that kind of goes under the radar a wee bit because of the role that he plays for the team but he did an unbelievable job and one of the most talked about players in the country so far this year
0: Yeah and I didn't think Paddy Clifford was bad um, but I just thought it's it's not even what he did. Like w- what fascinates me about the Tom O'Sullivan role and the Conor minor role in, in in the game was the discipline to do what them guys did. It's, just, it, it's incredible. It's incredible. Like I, I will tell you, I played football. Geez, how many years? Sixteen or seventeen years, whatever. And I would never have the discipline to do that to do that level of a role in terms of man marking, in terms of. Uh, just being so selfless in terms of what he gave the team. And I just, in epit- do you know what epitomises it for me? I know this is silly, but do you know when <laughs> bunches punches wide for the last play, Miner just stands over him and just clinches the two fists as much as, say. You know I mean? I'd say he was, dre- he was dreading it. He's-
1: I'm with you. He was with him everywhere.
0: Yeah, he's done 76 minutes. This fella chips the ball up. Beautiful bit of skill. Coming in. Yeah. And, and Miner's still there to get the hand in after an epic battle, and I, I, I just thought that epitomised him. And again, he's been used correctly. Like I've seen him being used as a wing back, and being ran across the line. He's not, he's not good at that. I've seen him used as a wing forward and trying to get a score getter and be a set. He's not that. Now all of a sudden, being a tagger, watching the man link in the play, I'd say he could do it all day, every day. that's
2: the the, the nail on the head there the the sacrifice you're sacrificing your game for the team you're being told and and you're right not every player can do that or will have the mentality to do that ego gets in the way and and it's like well I want to put my own stamp on it I said no your role for the team here is tag him everywhere everywhere so you need to physically be able to do that because Connie Clifford can run all day so you need to have that right but your mentality as well you need to, to never switch off and like that's 77 minutes and he's still there not once does he switch off and that's that's why I, I was praising Tyrone in terms of the bravery to play that style of play to push up and tag everywhere because literally if one player switches off for one player just gets lazy and doesn't have the discipline or doesn't stick to the script that's the overlap Kerry are looking for and then you can see Kerry's running game kicks in and that's where they're starting to score their goals and things like that but but Myler was just the epitome of what Tyrone were doing and just having the mentality the focus the discipline and yeah totally just sacrificing his own game it's like I'm going to take out party Clifford that's my job for the team it's not glamorous but it was a brilliant brilliant display from him and yeah, he'd probably touch him down if he could have got man of the match himself as well. But, but he, he had a massive, massive influence in that game. And like Paddy Clifford, he Clifford, he, he's taken out of the game. And he, he, did, he comes into it towards the end. He does score two points himself, mm. which, which isn't bad. But you see how important it is that he, could, he wasn't the link player. Kerry couldn't get the ball up the pitch as quickly as they would have hoped. And that all just snowballs and plays into Throne's hands as well. But it was a brilliant, brilliant job for him.
1: And he talked to me about my boy, Conor McKenna. Conor, last week, he was going to have a big influence in this game. Maybe not exactly the way I, I thought it would go. I thought he'd run the pitch at the start of the game and bury it the top of, corner. It's, it's, it's,
2: it's yeah, big funny, yeah. He didn't do a lot, and he scores two goals. So, <laughs> I tell you, I'd be happy enough with that. I was looking back at my career, and I was quiet in games, but, but I got two goals out of it. But it. Um, no, he, he kind of played inside a bit more, and Matty Donnelly came out to play around the middle and play at a at eleven, which I thought works for, for Tyrone. I just think he, he seems to be a moment's player. <laughs> if you're looking at all, all the games he's in, he's not a player like a McGeary or a Matty Donnelly where he's so comfortable on the ball and he's going to dominate possessions and things like that. He, he works for the team and his tracking and his work rate and his tackling and all those other things are exemplary. But he was, he was kind of on the fringes of the game he wasn't getting on a lot of ball at all, but his persistence and he pops up at the end with, with, with a brilliant first goal. It was a brilliant play by Niall Slodden, and, and you can watch Niall Slodden when he gets that ball. He just waits to draw the man and then injects the pace and puts it on a platform. It's brilliant. Slutton, was actually relatively quiet himself, was, I also, that was a brilliant play. I also and McKenna,
1: McKenna rolling that goal. He checks his run. He has the hand out, looking for where he wants it. I just thought he did very well in that. It, just kind of composing yourself inside that chaotic 20-yard line, being able to just step back, look for the ball here, and sidestep the keeper. But, but that, that's, what you're saying.
2: That, that's what Kerry were lacking in extra time at the end of that composure, but wasn't there. It was panic. And I thought that that was a brilliant goal, and I think it was brilliant from Sloden uh, to put him in. But, but McKenna, I think he'd be, have a similar role in the All-Ora final. that. He's popped up with big moments. His athleticism was definitely going to be needed against yes. this male team, um, and you're thinking, I don't know, Andy. Like, what, what, would you play him inside? I, I don't think that's really. I don't what think that's you... a great position for him to, to play him in close to goal with, with McCurry and bring Maddie Donnelly out. I just feel it'd be better, nearly in a, in a similar role to McGeary, where he's kind of coming from the half back line and he's just this powerful runner getting on the ball. I, I, I just. I I, I I thought he was on the fringes of the game, but like I said, he pops up for two goals, so I don't think he'd be overly concerned.
0: I think he's a confusing one for for Mayo in general because he's one of these guys who could make you like he's he's obviously a natural forward from when he was a kid, but he, he's like he didn't play Gaelic football for six years. That's what he's doing is incredible. It's it's incredible, yeah. right? So. One of these awkward ones that could leave a Matty Rowan or Connor Loftus or Jermu O'Connor in the full back line, marking a natural forward. And remember me and Paddy were on about the mismatches yeah. in the before. Line. He is one of those guys because he, he finds himself anywhere. Like, 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 it's just it's like Breen ended up marking one of the midfielders. I don't know which one it was. One of the midfielders for kickout. Yeah. So then who's marking McKenna then, Joe, you know, Was he on David Moore at that stage? So. He just—he's one of these guys that create mismatches everywhere because he could find himself, for as we've seen in the throwing, uh, he could see himself at centre forward, he could see himself at corner forward, he could see himself as that when McCurry and um, uh, Donnelly are inside full forward, he could be the one out in front of them. So it's awkward for a team to actually like if you are saying who are we going to match up with this guy? He's yeah. a to match up with, and. He was looking not to get sent off. If I'm being honest, if he catches Paul Murphy with the fist, he, he, he's he's gone. But in terms of what he's doing in the game, he's 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 a huge player for one. His work rate last, the last day was was incredible. Like it was <laughs> we we really, praised. Were you
1: were you looking at that? Were you could you see
0: that? Ah, you could. Like even when he ran after Garrett, Gavin White and fell over, like that. Was, <laughs> yeah. was, was, Jesus, he couldn't give any more. Like like he was literally burning up he obviously spotted that his buddy was out of the game Geary and he just went after him and they were like he he
1: he looked looked like he was gone at one stage as well I think the shoulder seemed to go on him he looked to be in in a a right bit of pain you know he got the
0: shoulder from giving Murphy the little jab yeah (laughs) he he was lucky there because if he makes contact there if he makes contact there
1: yeah you'd want to have good solicitors in the throne camp to get him off for the All-Ireland final if that happened
0: only they had, you know. But it, like he, yeah, like it's, it's, it's. He's an incredible player, he's added to Tyrone. He came down and played in the old last year in the National League. He was really, really good that day. Um, it didn't work out for him in the Championship, but he, he's definitely added because he's added a, a, a thing. He's added something where you're kind of thinking, "Who do we put on this fella? Like you yeah. have to mark on the, you have to mark, uh, um, mm-hmm. you, have to, John, you have to mark Joe, you have to mark P D Hart, you have to mark all these fellas. And then you have this fella who's. You don't really know where he's going to play. Yeah. Like, where does he play? Like, nobody... Like, I don't know where he plays, but he yeah. finds himself in this transition again with Paddy Menchins, legging it up, and then all of a sudden he's got pulled forward. And he's marking maybe a midfielder, like where Jack Barry found himself with Tiernan McCann. It was Jack Barry against Tiernan McCann and, and McKenna. Joe, you know, Jack Barry yeah. does make a of what he does. But, like, he's, he had to leg it 80 yards again for to mark these two guys, you know? Yeah. Before we move on from it, I think think we have to touch on the narrative that Tyrone wanted this more. Jeez, I hate that narrative. Like, (laughs) Kerry, absolutely, they might have got it wrong in terms of the way they wanted to play the way they conserved their energy and the way they minded Clifford a bit more to keep him on the pitch. But like, they gave everything they could give to that game. like, Like, they literally ran themselves, ran themselves to cramp, basically, ran themselves to oblivion. So I just don't buy this they don't have the backs. They don't have the dogs. They don't have the appetite. Tyrone wants them more. Nonsense. It's it's absolutely nonsense. So
1: you don't think you don't think they were hungry or no?
0: Are you telling uh, me
2: that's bullshit?
0: A- but, but it's it's like
2: it's it is, and it's such a combo. It's like the history is written by the winners. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, so a couple of small things go Kerry's way, and it's the story's about thrown and did COVID have too much of an impact on them and Peter Keane what a brilliant job and they're going in his favourites against you now. It's, it, it's the margins are so so small and it's like if you,
1: well, the if you, first if you,
2: question Sunday night was about hunger and so Kerry didn't want to win that game that's bullshit they, just, they were like, like say they were probably out and some of the tactics that what Logan do were implemented, and the game plan was carried out a little bit better by Toronto, but it wasn't down to. So you look at extra time; there it's like a war zone. Some yeah. of the carry lads didn't want that; there were, those lads panned out everywhere. Carry come back. Carry went what Did Kerry go seven down, and he got it back to a point. Five. There, it was one, two to no score an extra time, uh, uh, and to get it back. So, so no, but like they left everything out there. There's not an issue of hunger or, or anything like that. I just think mm. as I say they were they were just outsmarted. And a couple of the big moments went to Tyrone's way. i say Tyrone's key players had, had more of an impact than Kerry's key ones. And, and that's, that's, what, that's the difference. You're hoping your biggest players will have the biggest impact on the game. And if you look at the influence, like McGarry, Peter Hart, that Matty Donnelly, even yeah. though not in a scoring sense, but the influence they had on the game, they had the big moments. And, and Kerry, bar outside David Clifford, and I'd say Thomas Sullivan, particularly for us who else, who else did they have, really, that that, that performed well? That's, that's the ropes for straightening for them. But that's not a, a thing of wonder. Uh, they, they would totally agree with Andy on that.
0: When you, when you have your star man covering, I'd say he covered about 10.5K, 11K, and he cramps to a point where he can't even continue. You have your full-back like Thomas Sullivan Foley, both cramps. They're full-backs and full forwards. Like, that's an inc- insane effort. Like, it's an I, insane effort.
1: I was, I was actually wondering... Whether it was a dead leg that he got from the collision with Morgan rather than cramp. I know, I know he was down with cramp then after that, but maybe, maybe it's it's hard to know. Um, and as well on top of that, like if, if Ganey and, and O'Brien don't butcher that goal chance, you know, it could be a very different game going into that second half as well. Um, Andy, just on that, let's, let's start with our, our Instagram, uh, questions from the, the football pod listeners. I'm going to jump straight into it because. T- Tomás didn't didn't hide away from it on the Sunday game, and I was listening to Jack O'Connor on the Examiner podcast of Paul Rouse a little earlier, and he was throwing his hat into the ring straight away. Sean <laughs> Bradley wants to know what next for Kerry? Question mark, a more tactically astute manager? Question mark, like is that harsh on Peter Keane?
0: Again, like. Uh... <sighs> I hope to enter this fray at some stage. So <laughs> it's all right for Paddy. I'm not sure he, he wants to go down this route. but uh, no, I like. Of course, like Peter Keane is not a, not a foolish man. He's, he owns businesses. He's, he's a smart guy. He knows that he is going to have to fight for his job here if he wants to. If he wants to keep hold of it, there's plenty of people there that can see a once in a well. You can't say a once in a lifetime in generational player and Kerry mm. Clifford is absolutely. Like I'd say, if you're asking Ronan McNamee this morning, I'd say he'd start laughing at you. He'd say he's just like I can't do much more, you know. He's a special, special player um, with with good compliments around him in terms of the players. Um, but but there, there is going to be there, there's going to people are going to look for change. What, what, there. I, I do feel people are going to look for change. I think it's already happened when you see ex players, ex managers coming out. I think they, they, the situation... I think Morris Morris Fitz, I think Peter Keane, I think all these guys, Tommy Griffith, I think all of them are very smart guys and they know what's, what's coming, you know?
1: Well, we're seeing an incredible amount of change and, and flux in inter-county management circles at the minute. Like we know that Declan Bonner himself has to reapply for his own job after his three-year term. Keane has gone three, through a three-year term. 2019 All-Ireland Final. 2020, he has to fight for his job that winter after after the Cork game. And now this year again, so it remains to be seen what will happen. I, I'm not sure whether going back to Jack O'Connor is, is the way to go. Jack O'Connor was talking earlier on about in his first four years, 04, 05, 06, 09, he won three All-Irelands, three league titles, three Munster titles, and he got dogs abused the whole time while he was Kerry manager. <laughs> O'Connor was definitely interested back
0: well, three good, years ago, you know? It's a good way to get the Kerry people outside. <laughs> Jeez, I know. Yeah. Oh, no. Jack oh, o- pop, pop, pop. Are they going to go back to Jack O'Connor or are they
1: going to be looking like <laughs> <like> at some <laughs> of the yeah, new boys that are coming through? Like, there's a couple of young, lad, like younger lads from the, the naughties that have started dipping their toe in management, like Quirk, Donaghy, oh, Declan O'Sullivan. Declan O'Sullivan. Declan
2: O'Sullivan yeah. I, think, know, Jack, look,
0: I just have this bad image in my head that Tommy Rooney and Paddy Andrews are going to be here and saying, I'm warned. doesn't have a clue. <laughs> Get him out. Bob
1: <laughs>
2: we'll him out. Six games in it. Hey,
0: no, as long no, as you no,
1: keep no, us no, sweet no, with no, interviews, no, it'll be okay, Andy. Don't worry. Uh,
2: well, I, I, I look, uh, th- this is going to be a sore one for Kerry, particularly the fact that with Dublin being beaten, and you have to, the the standard to Kerry is all Ireland titles or nothing. Mm. That is the, that's their baseline. If you are a coach of the team and you don't win the All Ireland, you are under pressure. And Fitzmaurice said the same thing. He won the All Ireland in twenty fourteen. And Dublin, we are say, if Dublin don't win the All Ireland, there's questions there. And that's I feel. Yeah, I see Tomas's comments on, on the Sunday game. He's putting no punches on it. But Peter Keane has been there for three years and hasn't delivered an All-Ireland. So, and I, like particularly with Dublin being beaten last week, Kerry, are, this is it. We have to have to win the All-Ireland back. And they've come up short again. And if you look at the biggest games, any of the tight games, they lost to Dublin in '19, They lost to Cork last year. And they lost another tight game against against Toronto. So I think questions will be asked it's hard to know. There's no rush in these things. But, I am um, excited. people are already starting to put their name, name in the hat. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll be I, interesting I, to see what happens over the next
1: couple of months. Andy, I know Kerry have traditionally had the hex on 31 other counties or whatever way you want to put it. You obviously had the epic semi-final replay against them in 14. You bet them in 17. Kerry have lost a lot of big games over the last seven or eight years. Have they lost their aura of invincibility a wee bit? Whether that ever really existed. Like, this is one of the longest droughts seven years that they've gone through. I think there was 11 years in the 86 to, to 97. 97, yeah. Seven years is a long time in Kerry football to go out in All-Ireland. Did you feel that in 17 that was there any psychological thing there going into that game at all? Did you feel that at all? Your Mayo team?
0: Uh, that was a huge win for, for us, Mayo in general, because, again, I've played since 2003. We'd never met Kerry in, in a championship match at Crow Park in the, at that time. So was, that was a huge game. Like, we kind of half-butchered the first game. We probably should have won it and then to win it the second day was 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 um, was, was massive. I remember Neefis Fitzpatrick doing unbelievable work for us. The psychologist do, just doing um Joe, just really mentally preparing us for for Kerry and Dublin at that time too, which was which was brilliant for us at the time. But did it, I'll tell you right? Okay, and this is again I rate Thomas Sullivan unbelievably highly. Foley's a right good player. Tried Morley, like how he doesn't start, I don't know. I think he's a really good player. And these guys, Murphy, class player, Gavin White, class player. But they, they do lack that Kerry team and outrageously good backscots. Lads outrageously good backs. Like you have you had uh, Tom Sullivan, the old Tom Sullivan. <clears> throat> like, throat> the real Ronaldo. The real, <laughs> the real Ronaldo, yeah. But like,
1: the real I, Tom Sullivan.
0: I swear to God, I used to love having Mort playing in the league games down in Kerry because Tom Sullivan used to mark Mort and he used to have to mark him. You know, you'd mark O'Shea who trouble you going the other way. Mike, so Mike,
1: what, did Tom, what did the real Tom Sullivan do that he, he was so good?
0: Massive. And he was quick as hell. John, he was fast and he was a brilliant
2: defender brilliant brilliant, brilliant. brilliant defender I mean, he, you're right I mean, he
0: kind of went under the radar Mark Shea got a lot
2: of the, the yeah. praise and the Tomas was obviously wing back but, um, it, was a was a like Sean,
0: it was a bit like Sean Marty Lockhart actually to be mm. honest if I'm, if I'm, you know, tough as nails like me as a young fella like polio O'Shea throw you out over the thing like a loaf of bread he like, had to peg you out of the way like. Mike McCarthy outstanding player Seamus an outstanding player Aidan Omani, outstanding player you know, they're really, really strong backs, and they probably lack that a, a, a slight bit um, at the minute, um, where the likes of McShane can come on there in the last 20 and really cause trouble. Um, mm. In around the middle of the field their mobility. and um, Joe, like you have Darrow Shays around there at the time, you know, like huge players like but the likes of Scanlon and these guys used to do massive work. Mm. Massive work. And they used to do real damage to us because they used to catch principal ball and then get it also Deccan O'Sullivan and Gooch on it, you know. So and, and Donnie on it. So yeah, listen, it's it's I don't think they're far away. I thought they were the best team in the country this year. I think I openly kind of said that. Um, I don't think they got much wrong last,
1: last Saturday evening Yeah, but the, ultimately they're out of the championship Stephen McCracken wants to know should they move McKenna to half back high so he must be thrown for that um, we kind of spoke about McKenna in depth here Rob Malley has said Mayo will bring Sam home I won't admit or I won't read out the other 20 messages we got about that uh, Sean McDonough McShane has a major impact off the bench and Kerry didn't take their goal chances I think that's very clear um, A. McGill84, what an epic game. I can't wait to hear the lads' thoughts on it, on it. Myler was key for me. How difficult will it be for Tyrone to recover from that and replicate the same intensity for the final in, in 13, 14 days' time?
0: Go on, Penny.
2: Uh, I don't think it'll be that hard for them at all because that's that's their style of play. That They've delivered that throughout the Ulster Championship. They blew Cavan away physically. Kevin Morgan, after 20 minutes in that game, we praised him. I know Donegal went down to 14 men, obviously, Michael Murphy, but Tyrone ran them off the pitch too. And that is their story play. That's their blueprint. And I touched on it last week when we were discussing Mayo and their victory against Dublin. If you have that mentality, if you have that athleticism, and if you have that kind of bravery in your play, that's a brilliant DNA for a team to have. That gives you a chance. And that's Tyrone bring that every single time they play. It's not like they come out of the woodwork here and they're something completely off the wall. I think, yes, they're a little bit braver in, in their tactics, but in terms of their athleticism, their intensity, that is what Toronto bring. And the fact, lads, Andy touched on this. This is a monumental chance for both of these teams to win an All-Ireland. No one in the country was saying Toronto or Mayo are going to win this All-Ireland. It's Dublin and Kerry. And those players will know They've climbed Everest. For Mayo to beat Dublin and Toronto to take out this Kerry team, they are massive wins. But in terms of being able to get up for the, the game in two weeks' time and mess that intensity on, you know, this is once, maybe not once in a lifetime, but it's a huge, huge opportunity for one of these counties to get their hands in San Maguire and not not many people, if any, in the country were tipping either of these guys at the start of the season. So they're not going to have an issue with, with getting up and being ready to go
0: there was one huge play which symbolises the importance of not having Dublin in the championship, right? For McKenna's first goal, right? I think Jack Barry runs through, lose the ball, Hampsey takes it off him. Hamsie pegs it away. Clifford
1: right? lost the ball. It Clifford is lost not the
0: ball, time. Clifford Clifford loses it. He the ball. The difference here is, lads, this is, Paddy has said it, like, this is chaos now. This, this is chaos. It was chaos there the last day. It's going to be chaos in two weeks' time, and I know yeah. each team will try to take chaos out. Of it, but lads, we are both we've got a, an opportunity here for both teams, and like, I'm absolutely uh, like I'm going to be very struggled to be unbiased next week. I have to say, <laughs> I can't wait for next week. Okay, because you, you're looking at me here. I'm smiling since this pod started because this is chaos. This is opportunity. This is opportunity for both teams because. Each team is going to have the chance to go and win this game. And it's who takes the chances are going to win it. And the last day, when that turned over, Jack Barry loses it and Hamsey pegs it away on the 45. Clifford then miss solos because he's covered about 8K in 35 minutes. Yeah. And Kenan goes up and kicks scores a goal. Tyrone and Lior are both going to get them chances. And it's who takes mm. them chances. And against Dublin lads, you literally if they were if Dublin were playing the Hollywood fight next week, you literally would not get them chances. They would just roll on the ball and they kill you and the would beat you 15-10 and they'd be
1: happy Can I bring you back to 2012, Andy? Yep. I don't know if you were reading the Irish Indo today, but Vincent Hogan's written a piece to sort of set up the All-Ireland Final. And he's talking about your Mayo team and perhaps how timing got in the way of them ending Mayo's famine. They come up against the greatest team we've ever seen in Paddy's Dublin. And he said, speaking at their match, post-match function in the Regency Hotel After the 2012 final, team captain Andy Moran drew rapturous applause for a speech running to the very core of what the modern Mayo have come to represent. The only failure, I think, in football or in life is the failure to come back again, said Moran. Like so many other teams in Mayo, we were in 89, 96, 97, 04 and 06, and we always came back. And I guarantee you this team will come back again which, of course, Mayo did over the next couple of years. But Mayo have been rooted on three All-Ireland titles since the 50s. Tyrone are on three All-Ireland titles, the three that they won in the noughties. Jesus Christ. I bet you you're not, you, you you must be hoping that that speech does not have to happen again.
0: Where did Vincent Hogan pull that um, Was he acting? Is it true? I, I can't tell you. I've had a few of those speeches. <laughs> but the... But that's that, lads, honestly. now, like, and I'm going to go a bit my onus here. Now, sorry, Paddy, I'm going to get all hillbilly on you here. But they, that that's us. Like that's that that's me. That's not football. That's that's me. People in general, um, and I've seen it over the last since 2008 when the when the decline happened in, in the economy and the streets in Casaberry, Claremore, Collinow. All the main streets were all closed, boarded up. And they have fought their way back, like many small towns around the country. But that's the way we view ourselves. We view ourselves of a county that would, I suppose, be in the rooms at times, and we always kind of fight our way back. And listen, we keep coming. And like I, I think I've said over the last couple of weeks, from the Galway game, particularly the Dublin game, you'd just be, in, you'd, you'd be very proud to be have any representation with the with the football team. And that's why we're a bit daft. We're a bit. Uh, naive and are thinking uh, that's why we'd be excited now about the in ireland final again. That's why we don't fear them uh, because we're thinking, sure, if we're not going to try to beat Dublin, who is? going to try? You know, We were always the ones that put ourselves out there and, and gave it our all. We, we just weren't good enough. My team weren't good enough. But I feel this team definitely represents what I, I suppose what was said back then. And uh, it, um, I think we've really, <laughs> like I think we've a real chance here. I think Tyrone are definitely looking at it the same but I just think and I said it last week I I as a player never got that winning mentality I never got over the line as a as a as a male footballer minor 21 senior but these guys have these guys have gone over that line and I think uh, I think this is their time
1: Very well put and you set us up very nicely for next week's football pod I'm really looking forward to it Andy and and uh, I don't know. How are you are going to keep yourself in check next week? Uh, I'm, you...
2: I'm, I'm excited to see him. i yeah. excited to be we actually just get the sense of a point.
1: I was going to ask, Paddy, like, the, the, the fact that the Dublin game was two weeks ago and it's now four weeks to the All-Ireland final, there's the fact that the emotion from that Dublin game can be parked and left to one side and now Mayo have two weeks clean. Like, Tyrone will have a bit of emotion to set aside from that Kerry win. There has to be a wee bit of an aftermath from a massive... Like, that's a massive, massive win for Tyrone against Kerry. Emotionally, it has to be big. Like, it has to have a bit of an impact for a couple of days. Like, surely Mayo yeah. now have a clean two weeks here.
2: Well, that's... And I, I love James Horner had their media, all-Ireland media and I, straight away after the double game. We used to do that ourselves. We, we literally have the day after the semi-final and it allows you to, to just get focused on what we need to perform. Mayo, <laughs> and get excited. It'll be absolutely mental build-up down there. But you have to remember, they were in the All-Ireland Final last year. You know what I mean? These players had This It was obviously a bit different. It was Christmas time. There was no fans and things like that. But that experience for those players, those younger players, is massive. They're not arriving into the All-Ireland Final, as Andy said. They're not daunted by it. And whatever it is, they've beaten Dublin. They've taken out the team that hadn't lost the Champions match in seven years. The confidence that gives them, the experience and know how of James Horne and those key players, this is not their first rodeo. They lost last year's final. They'll be focused. And as much as we said, Tyrone will have a game plan for Kerry. Mayo will have a plan for the All Ireland final. But but, on on the flip side as well, I expect Tyrone to be. They were in the All Ireland final in 2018. A lot of those guys played against us. They felt it.
1: 11, is it?
0: Never
2: of them started, I think, yeah. Yes. So, so again, a lot of those were experienced. Brian Dillard for the Globe have played an All-Ireland Finals. That they've won under 21 All-Irelands with some of those guys as well. So, look, both teams are absolutely there on merit. They've both put in massive, massive performances to get over the line against the two Red half favorites in their semi-finals. But preparing for an All-Ireland final, now is focused. The job is not done. And as big as those wins are for May on throne, you need to go out and perform. You need to prepare as much as you can. And you need to cut out the bullshit that can go with an all around final, all the media stuff. Fans are back to ticket requests. They're taking about the banquet. They're thinking about all the going on holidays after the all-earned, all this type of stuff. You need to park that. That all needs to be gone. And that's the role of the coaches mm. and the, the experienced players. And I feel both teams will be... I'd expect two massive performances again from them. because I, I, I don't think it's going to have too
1: much of an issue. There was always a machine-like element to Dublin. I'm not necessarily sure that was as true. I think it was maybe masked a little bit. <laughs> did you? Did the emotion ever get to you in the build of all and finals? Um, not no. we we like said, we were pretty How pretty about the five. At, well, was there was there any any weight
2: on the five in a row? Um, not, not really like we were I and mean, you kind of we stick to the process was our thing and Jim was brilliant at that that was part of Jim Gabbard's genius more so than his on-field coach and like that it was the environment that was created there it, it is essentially and i touched touch that last week or the last couple of weeks it's tunnel vision what do is this going to help me perform on Sunday week in the all Ireland final and if the answer is no or if it's even a question mark about it, then we just avoided it. Didn't raid the media, didn't get involved in it. People are looking for tickets for the Hollow and final. You get 26 and they'd be gone the week of the semi-final. Literally, we get our tickets we do the media night, on the Monday night, you get your tickets that week and you give them out and they're gone. And that's the requests, are finished ends, they off social media, all those type of things. We felt that worked for us. So, so, and some players, you want to enjoy it, you want to kind of embrace it because this is mm. the biggest game of these guys' lives and, and there's tradition there and you want to try and enjoy it as well but we were quite rootless and quite clinical in how we are preparing for those games um, and it, that worked for us you know and I feel that from looking on the outside that uh, James Horne gives off that impression as well and that's everything I've seen since the semi-final looks like that's the road they're going to go down and it looks like Toronto are no mugs either they've players who experienced this two or three years ago and uh, they've won underage All-Irelands as well they'll be ready to go. But, but it's easy to get distracted if you're not experienced uh, or if you're younger players or the, the coaches, it's not coming from the top down. But I think both of these t- teams will be very, very diligent in their, their preparation and they'll be ready to go.
0: And I think that's where Warren's uh, experience comes in. Um, I Absolutely. Think it's huge. Now, I do, I would still prefer the two weeks uh, going into the final. Um, not just as a player point of view, but you have no time to think about it. You're a literally- Okay, you're straight in them. You're, you're like, as Paddy says, your tickets are gone already. They're, they, they'll have Fergal Logan and they'll have one player who they absolutely trust out doing the media <laughs> race. And that'll be it. Uh, that'll be it done. You know, and uh, it'll be done. And they, they'll just kind of move on with it. So,
1: I um, I have one last question for Paddy, but Andy, I want to ask you a quick question. Like. I, I never thought I'd start the podcast with it this week, so there was no worries in that regard. But I did think I'd get to it a little earlier. Mead are minor champions for the first time since 1992. <laughs> I was waiting for this. Tom, Sorry. Tom, O'Connor, Tom O'Connor was in touch and he wanted a full hour. I couldn't provide him that. Um, he wanted you know, a new power rankings to be done by Owen Sheehan to get Mead right back up there. But Andy, can I ask you what you made of him this week after you've watched him two weeks in a row?
0: I, I thought it was just... Like I, I think it's clear. Clear. Myself and Paddy love the game the Gaelic football. Um, I probably over, overemphasise that at times. But like over the last, I, I suppose month, we've been absolutely spoiled with two of the, the best semi-finals, uh, best product semi-finals we've had. Maybe not quality wise, but in terms, yeah, they were pretty good. Of, in terms of impact, intensity, people talking about our game, and then you a know, minor game of the, of the same. The same um, the same like
1: same what, punch. It was up and down.
0: I was unbelievable. It was like them guys are 16, 17 years of age and they're kicking points with outside the right foot. The young lad, what's the young fella's name I have not there? Are you talking
1: Sean Leonard or are you talking Conor Ennis? No, number ten. Number ten, the curly he gives hair. He
0: gives oh, the winner, away, yeah. Gives away the free for them to equalize. Yeah. He has to be heartbroken. Next ball, like you can only do it if you're sixteen or seventeen. He <laughs> throws a little shimmy on the right leg and buries it over the bear. Your man, Hughie, Hughie, yeah. misses one like what Ganey did, but he went for the shot himself. Next ball, outside of left, like a little golf shot. Score. It was
1: unbelievable.
0: Score. And it was just brilliant. Gavin Delvin's young fella from thing is run off. Yes. Joe, it was just brilliant playing it and it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's like the, the, the quality of the games. When we get a game and a product which is fair, which is the same quality against the same quality. Wow <laughs> do we have a game? Do we have a game? And we do. And if the GAO not go back on it, but we can go back on it maybe when the championship is over. Yeah. They can't see now what we need to do. It, 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 it's crazy. Like because like, you're just having two epic semi-finals. You've had a really strong minor championship. Your under twenties would awfully come co- and come and and coming in the twenties brilliant games. Joe, what else do we
1: need to do? You know? The characters coming out of those teams as well is something that's really refreshing to see as well. Like there's there's real uh there's a fearlessness, and they're not afraid to have a bit of crack as well, it seems. You've it's got great to see perm that. A forward
0: line. No, you <laughs> not a perm, but something else, teams, isn't it? Jeez. Emmanuel
1: it's, and
0: Leonard had a perm with their
1: hair, you know? class. And and after you made the, the Jap Finley comparison with Emmanuel, I can't get it out of my head. Just the manner in which he runs with the yeah. ball and he drops onto the left foot. Class to see. And hopefully we see a lot more from some of these meet footballers. I think looking back in the 92 team, Trevor Giles obviously was a star. Paul Shanky from Kermain and Wood would have played a lot for the meet senior teams and won All-Irelands. Brendan Murphy as well. And there was a couple of others who Paul Nestor was involved. So you, you never win. know how many.
0: You,
1: you never know how many are going to come true. On there was a yeah, chance. that's another hour isn't it? If, 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 if it was another planet and, and, and I'm nearly finished and Kerry had hammered Tyrone at the weekend, there was a chance that we would have started this podcast with Cristiano Ronaldo because I'll tell you one thing Andy by hooker by crook myself and yourself will be in Crow Park on September 11th but there's one place that Paddy Andrew's is going to be, go. to be at 3 o'clock that
0: day and it's <laughs> not Crow <laughs> Park Paddy yeah, my wife might say no my wife might
1: say no go on Paddy uh, what are you going to tell your, your loyal well, where to listeners where are you going to be uh, on, on September the 11th
2: well look this is the GAA changed the schedule I thought September 11th weekend free there I am um, I'm in Old Trafford for Man United. Newcastle, blessed like got tickets there about two or three weeks ago when fixtures came out. It's had to be a Monday. The All Ireland final was obviously meant to be. Was it meant to be this weekend? Uh, yeah, originally. yeah, this weekend. Yeah. The so I thought, look, look, typical GAA. The schedule always changes last minute. But <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there for for Ronnie's debut enjoying it so wait, I'll just follow you lads on Twitter for,
1: for scores from the All-Ireland although I think all ireland's the All-Ireland's irelands a five so you have to find a pub in Manchester yeah I'll, I'll, that's, I'll, that, sh- that shouldn't be an issue Kevin Kilbadham um, will find you one Kevin Kevin lived in Manchester for years he'll find you a pub to watch the game yeah, excellent um,
2: a load of Mayo fans yeah lovely I mean Manu- Man United Ronaldo jersey yeah. I like.
1: I don't know Andy Like uh, the golden ticket there Like Paddy has a choice here I don't know whether he'd make more money selling a ticket for Ronaldo's debut for T United fan or send it to a Mayo fan or a Tyrone fan who can't get to this All Ireland final because there's only forty thousand there. So, look, it you're you're very lucky either way. Um, next week on the football pod in episode eighteen, lads, we are going to be looking at the matchups. Andy, you said earlier on that it's very hard to tell. You're going to have to do a bit of homework during the week, and you're going to have to come to the table. Bring your excitement, but bring the tactical insights too. I want to know who you think is going to be picking up who. Paddy the same. Even though any time we give Paddy Andrews homework, he never bloody does it. We're also going to be picking. (laughs) We're also going to be, listen up, Paddy. We're going to be picking our all-stars so far. So we are going to have Ah. our our all-star team so far. You can make changes after the All-Ireland final, naturally enough, because it's going to have such a big impact. But I want to hear who you're. It
0: has to be an element in that team where the All-Ireland final decides
1: it? Of course it does. Yeah. So. But do you pick your team so far, though? Set it up for me. Okay. Okay,
2: right. um, okay yeah. I'll get, I'll get on that. All right, Squeeze okay. It into my Squeeze it into my busy schedule.
1: I'll remind you about the homework during the week. There, there were a load <laughs> of questions in. Some of them were like Connolly1389. Can you buy Tyrone flags anywhere in Galway, please? Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the wrong man
1: here.
0: There's a business plan for us, Patrick.
1: Oh, uh, David Hussey wants to know, has, have Tyrone given any indication on what date they intend to fulfil the All-Ireland final fixture? question mark? Killian Moran wants to know, will Mayo give away as many turnovers and how can they avoid them? Let's talk about that next week. And uh, B-Trainer93, why do you think that Mayo were a bogey team for Tyrone? Is this true? Are Mayo a bogey team for Tyrone?
0: Um, are we? Um, in the league, we have a very funny record in the league. We, like we used to nearly all win in Healy Park and they used to always win in McHale Park, which was... Okay. When we score every second year, and then in the championship, I was thinking about this. We bet them in sixteen and thirteen. They bet yeah. us in eight, and we bet them in not four.
1: Okay, so, it's well set. There's no, there's no psychological hang-ups. There's no real history.
0: No, and, and, and the, the big thing about it is, um, the, I didn't realise that so many of the Tyrone team played in in eighty. So both Ooh. teams. Have, uh, have an advantage like do, 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 no one mm. is disadvantaged by not playing do you know that sort of way so yeah. like, you obviously got last year um, Tyrone got 18 so yeah. it, it's literally awful
1: seconds. Andy I'm telling you if you hang around with us in the football pod next year Gaelic football in 2022 is going to be the biggest sport in the world because like you've got to have Dublin coming back with a vengeance Kerry coming back with a point to prove and one of Mayo or Tyrone defending their All-Ireland title next week on the football pod Tune in, download the OTP Sports app or subscribe wherever you listen and get us next Tuesday or Wednesday. This week, share the podcast if you're enjoying it and let your friends know. Thanks very much for listening. Paddy and Andy, thanks for your time this evening. me. Pal- Long day. You deserve a break. Shop our freshly prepared range online at supervalue.ie and collect it at your local Supervalue store at a time that suits you. No prep needed. Just pop it in the oven and enjoy. Supervalue, we believe in real food for real people.